The Bill Haston podcast can be heard uh, on Google, Apple, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere you can find a good podcast, including the, all the other Tulsa World Sports Department podcasts. You can hear it. Uh, last three weeks, we have had the conversations that centered on football. Today, we catch up with Bo Wallace, the 10th year head coach at Broken Arrow, which is wild, 10 years, and and the head coach of the number one ranked team in 6A, uh, undefeated, and scheduled as we speak, we're recording this at 12.30 p.m. Monday, scheduled as we speak to play uh, Union tomorrow night in what would be a tremendously interesting game. But Bo told me before we started recording that he's not confident that that will get played because of the conditions and the weird – how about the weirdness, Bo, this morning of 19 degrees and a thunderstorm? Yeah, um, I mean, that was that was probably the big thing for me is just hearing the thunderstorm and the sleet at the same time. I think that's probably the first time in my life that I've heard both of those right. um, simultaneously. Right, and holding your breath and cringing the whole time thinking, oh, don't lose power. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, at least at least have some TV and some light uh, if you're going to be stuck at home. OK, so if I'm on your staff or roster right now, I'm thinking uh, we've gotten this far. We've set a school record for uh, consecutive wins to open a season. Were you 15 or 16? 16. 16. 16 or no. And I, I'm going to just I'm just going to go ahead and say. I want to just go ahead and have a – I want to just go ahead and live the dream to its fullest. I want a perfect season here. So you always hear at a certain point when a team's having a special season, people say, oh, it probably do them some good to lose a game. And I'm yeah. like, at this point, no. No, yeah. I, I'm good with winning. Yeah. Uh, but how do you – now that you've got this – your position to have a, a you know, a, a once-in-a-lifetime time kind of a season, so – what is your message to your guys? I mean, you you don't want to lose a game, do you? No, absolutely not. And and it's funny because I've heard a lot of close friends and then even other people that, that I don't really know very well that have said that kind of that same thing. It's like, hey, it might be good to kind of refocus. And I think as, as a coaching staff, what we try to do is find new ways each week to refocus our kids you know, give them a different challenge, give them a different thing. Um, and, and we've kind of just embraced it. And we start talking about, you know, if, if we're number one and we're undefeated, let's continue to do that. Um, you know, nobody wants, no one plays games to go get beat. So um, we just, our, our goal is to try to get better every game and every day. No, but I remember uh, there was a point at which last year, Booker T was deep in the season, lost the game. And uh, Eli, Coach Eli Brown said, you know, I think I can get some good out of this uh, in subsequent practices. And he said later he did get a lot of good out of that. Uh, but in the moment, of course, he was sick about it, too. And so were the mm -hmm. Hornets. So, um, you know, I, I've mentioned to a couple of college coaches in the last week, the most recently uh, over the weekend, that if you don't have a relationship yet with a 10th grader at Broken Arrow named DJ Howell, <laughs> go ahead and get started on that. Because Connor Dow is no longer a free agent, obviously. He is signed with Oklahoma State. DJ is a 10th grader, a lefty, mm -hmm. who reminds me so much of Shea Gilgis-Alexander in that he's a very controlled player. He can take a bump and finish his, mm -hmm. his score. Uh, has a very mature game for a soft high school sophomore kid, but but 
where do you see DJ? I mean, to me, DJ is developing into a player of the year kind of a guy yeah. a year or, or two from now. Well, and, and I think, you know, with DJ, he's one of those kids that we, we threw him in the starting line about midway through last season as a freshman. Uh, what people don't know is he's he just turned 16 last week. Uh, so he's a he's a young kid. Um, and, and, and I've heard a lot of things and it's, it's funny. First thing is you said he's a lefty, he's actually right-handed, but he finishes really well with his left. So people have, no, no, no. Oh, I was watching a a little (laughs) bit of of film on your uh, big recent Bixby game Mm -hmm. and he handles the ball. Okay. Well, he handles the ball at (laughs) least 50, 50. Absolutely. Uh, so he's, he's a true ambidextrous player. Yes. Uh, with regard to handling and shooting the basketball. Well, and he he finishes. I mean, he'll do a lot of like we're in the Bishop Kelly tournament. He made a he made a heck of a move and just kind of a floater mid lane left handed. I mean, and you would have thought he was a left handed kid, but you know he he's just one of those kids that just keeps getting better and better as it as as the season goes along. And and just really proud of his development. But he's also a kid that studies film. Uh, we took our kids to Olive Garden not too long ago to eat after one of our after one of our games or actually after the the um, the Shawnee tournament because we came back so late. So we took him the next day uh, to eat and he's sitting there watching film while everybody else is eating. So he's just one of those kids that just just loves basketball, loves to get better and and continues to grow. And I kind of buried uh, an important uh, detail about DJ. You list him as we speak at six five, mm-hmm. six yeah. five. So I mean, you're talking about a kid with with a list guard skills who may be six seven by the time he's a senior. Yeah, and and he or may six, he may seven by the time he's a, a second year <laughs> college guy. He'll be yeah, sick. and I and, and and looking at his parents, he's probably not going to get to that. Uh, he might oh, okay. have he might have already gotten there. I think both his. I don't think either one of his parents are are over six foot. So um, I don't I don't think that he gets there. But you know, it, it's it's been it's been funny because there's a lot of people that just because of the way that he plays think that he's not playing hard. He's just a kid that's never rushed. Like he's always in control, and he's always been like that since I've known him. Even as an eighth grader, like pressure doesn't bother him. He right. just kind of kind of just takes it and, and gets the ball where he needs to go, and he's never in a hurry. He's probably telling our guys to slow down more than anybody else does. Uh, what are your memories of the uh, 97 season, the 97 state tournament, all of it? I mean, those are, those are such important experiences for people who get to, you know, run through that. Uh, right. But it's been 26 years, hard to believe. Uh, <laughs> but But – I mean, are your memories of that season and that tournament as vivid today as they were five years or so after? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I I remember practices. I remember games, you know, certain games. I remember, obviously, uh, the hotel stay uh, and getting ready for the state tournament and just just preparing for it. Um, And it's one of those things that I I tell the kids is there's nothing like it and there's, you'll, you'll never forget it. Um, You know, the most important thing is, is our coaches that we had and, and, and teammates. I mean, that was probably the most fun time of, of, of my life as far as playing basketball. And I try to let these kids understand that, you know, that it's going to happen. It's going to come and go. And, you know, just don't take it for granted because you're, you're never going to be in this setting again. And everybody says, you know, you'll look back 
and you look back on a lot of things, but the one thing as a basketball player, most, most people don't look back and go, I want to go back to college. They want to go back to high school, you know, because that was, that was an easier life, but it was, it's just fun. And it's just pure basketball. Right. And, and, uh, you know, you do see this quite a bit uh, where, where guys become the head coach ultimately at their alma mater, Mm -hmm. but how special would it be for you uh, as a, Broken Arrow Tiger to take the Broken Arrow Tigers to the gold medal stand of the 6A tournament? Yeah, I, I think, Bill, you asked me that. And if you would ask me probably 10 years ago, it would have been a lot about me and, you know, just having that opportunity to do that. But, you know, I, I want it more for the kids. I probably want it more for them than anything. And I'll probably look back after that happens and and say you know man that's that's a cool accomplishment to to win one as a head coach and as a player at the same place but more so than anything you know we, we've got to get there we've got to continue to get better and then i want them to have the opportunity to play for that go ball right and you uh i i guess i should mention also that you may have and you may know this for a fact but bo has five starters who stand each of whom stands at least six foot five it's the <laughs> longest tallest high school team i've seen in a long time uh I, I remember a couple of teams with that kind of length in houston when i was mm-hmm. there in, uh but not 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 in oklahoma not in tulsa um but obviously i mentioned dj who kind of runs your show kind of the engine for your squad and, and connor dow who's a great perimeter shooter and has changed his body so much in two years. It's crazy. And mm-hmm. it's not Oklahoma state, but that, what, a, I mean, I, what a luxury to have that kind of length and to be such a matchup nightmare for every opponent on the schedule. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's one of those things is I did something this year that I've never done is I made them go sideline to sideline um, and just kind of extend their arms just to kind of, and I took a picture of it, just kind of show them like we can cover, we can cover the whole court, um, you know, just using your length and all that. But it's, it's the, it's a, the biggest team that I've ever had as far as top to bottom in the starting lineup, um, just with the length and the size and, and Justice Sutton. I mean, he probably has the longest arms out of anybody. So he's one of our biggest kids and has the longest arms. And DJ's not far behind him as far as arm length. I mean, they, those two guys get their hand on a basketball all the time or get their hand in a play and just create havoc. So um, it, it's, it's fun. And we try to use it to our advantage. Now, if you do get to play Tuesday, you will play a rival, you play union. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wrote about their seven footer, uh, Eric Madrid over the weekend, who's one of the sweetest kids ever um, trying to get him some shoes. Kid wears a size <laughs> 19 bow and he's yeah. wearing three year old game shoes. This, this oh, man, man fresh shoes so i reached out to several people and hopefully i hope he gets flooded with 50 pairs of shoes right who in 6a when you look at the big board of 6a basketball who who concerns you most uh about getting in your way uh, of a championship well i think you got to start with edmund north the defending state champions um they've got everybody back they've got size um, they've got length. They've got guards. I mean, they are. We scrimmage them. And one of the things that we did this this summer is we tried to scrimmage or summer preseason. We tried to scrimmage everybody, um, all the teams that we knew were going to be talked about and, and be really good. So you got to you got to think about them first. You got to think about 
PC North um, is another team. Uh, Westmore's playing well. And then you come to our side and I just like people, people think that our conference is down and all that other stuff, but any given night we can lose to Bixby, Owasso, Jinx, Union. I mean, it, it, it just, it just goes on and on. So, um, you, you know, I looked at it this year and had Trent Pierce not left Union, we would have had five um, power five guys that at least have a power five offer in our conference, which has never, ever happened that I can remember um, having that many guys since I've been head coach here. Um, that night in and night out, you got Parker that you're going against. And, you know, at Union, you would have had Pierce and Dalen's another kid. Day, uh, um, Cedric just got a division one offer. So you got those guys, you got Castillo, you got Amatnati. So there, it's just, it just goes on and on. So, you know, when you look at it, Norman's another team on the West side that has a lot of size and, and that we got to scrimmage as well as more. So there's a, there's a lot of really, really good teams. Um, it, it, it's never easy and you never really want it to be easy. Um, when you, when you go for a chance to, to play for a state championship. Um, no, you're right about Owasso. Owasso is like the ultimate X factor. Uh, <laughs> I mean, they had a hot uh, streak uh, and they went to a tournament in Pittsburgh, Kansas, and Jalen, uh, six, seven ninth graders, has 37 and 10. Yeah. Seven and 10. So, uh, I mean, that's not that's not a team you want to catch on a night when they're really clicking either. So um, you were a senior in 97, mm -hmm. okay? which means that you were about five when Michael Jordan was drafted into the NBA. So yeah. you, all you ever knew really was Michael Jordan, right? right. He became MJ when you were, uh, you know, and by MJ, I mean, everybody in the planet knew who he was. You would have been <laughs> about seven or eight. Yeah. And it just kept building from there. But so what was it like to be a kid, uh, because I know Michael Jordan is my favorite athlete ever. Yeah. Period. Uh, but as a kid, what what kind of impact did Michael Jordan have on your? Not, I mean, he, obviously he affected apparel, shoes, marketing, <laughs> all of it. He changed everything. But but what was the impact on Bo Wallace as a as a young basketball kid? Well, I think everybody wanted to emulate Michael um, and just watching the moves that he made and how he did things. Um, I can't tell you how many times that I went out there and tried the reverse layup or, or, you know, even lowering the goal at a younger age and trying to, right. trying to dunk from the free throw line like he did. And I mean, so, I mean, he had a big impact on wanting to play basketball and, and having a love for the game um, for me um, as I as I grew up watching him. And, and you know, obviously I was a big Bulls fan. Um so, you know, just just watching him and 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 I hear all the things now with with all the different people. And I just I, I simply say, like, if all these other people are the GOAT, then why are they all compared to Michael Jordan? Like, you don't you're not comparing LeBron to Kobe. You're not comparing Kobe to to my, Magic Johnson or Larry Bird. Everybody compares it to Michael, which tells me he's he's the GOAT. So um, I just kind of I kind of go that way. But yeah, he he I mean. I probably wouldn't love it as much as I do had it not been for growing up in that era. Right. So, uh, yeah, I think a lot of times you get into these debates about the greatest this or that. And I always try to separate it. Well, greatest big man, greatest mm -hmm. facilitator, whatever. 
and you can you can add other names in that way. <laughs> and yeah. the great winner, Bill Russell, uh, yeah, uh, who w- eleven rings, I think, for Bill Russell. Yeah, That's yeah. Great. Uh, so, but but the greatest player to me, and he made all defense uh, all defensive team like eight times. Right, Jordan did eight times. <laughs> uh, in addition to the MVPs and the six-time Finals MVP and all right. that, yeah, MJ is, is Michael Jordan is to me clearly the best player ever. Yeah, LeBron, absolutely. I know LeBron. I know a lot of. I have friends who are LeBron guys, and I res- I love LeBron. Yeah. Uh, when I met LeBron, Bo, the first time, or not met him, but but when I was up close to him in in a group, you know, media deal. I couldn't believe the size of the guy. Couldn't yeah. Believe it. And I thought, holy moly, can you imagine this guy as a tight end or an edge rusher? <laughs> he, he's completely flat bellied, cut up, uh, and he's six eight, every bit of six eight. And, right. and here he is creeping up on 40 years old and still getting 40. Right. He I might I might say LeBron is the all-time freak, but Jordan is the all-time player. Right, absolutely. He, in fact, I would say Jordan should be the logo of the league. Uh, <laughs> I, I agree. Or I agree. a logo of some sort. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so if you had to go to battle, Bo, with one squad to win one game, all-time NBA, who, who's your five? I think you got to go Michael first. Um, I think I go Kobe. Uh, I probably play LeBron at the four. I go Shaq at the five because I don't think anybody can go on Shaq. Right. And then um, this is going to, this is, this is a little different, but I'll probably go Gary Payton at the point. And I, I go back between him and Jason Kidd, but Gary Payton is just that defender. And we have the same birthday. And I always looked at the, I always liked Gary Payton because they called him the glove. And that's kind of what I, I did, you know, in high school was garden. Um, so, so I really liked him and, and he talked a little noise too. And he, he could back it up. So um, I could obviously throw a lot of different guys in there. Steph Curry could be a guy that comes off the bench. Uh, Hakeem Olajuwon, uh, another big man to, to back up for Shaq. But it'd be hard to beat that group. Hakeem is the most underappreciated uh, mm-hmm. great player maybe ever. Yeah. I was in Houston when Hakeem was at, at the height of his powers. And, yeah. Uh, for a while there, they had Samson and, and Akeem and did go to one finals in 86, uh, but probably should have went to two or three more, except that the Lakers and Pat Riley had it going. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> too. So uh, I don't know. I guess my one, I, mine would be pretty consistent with yours. If I had to go to battle with one squad, I would say my curveball guy might be Tim Duncan. Yeah. And so yep. LeBron where I would have Tim. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, how do you go wrong with that? But then, but I cheated and added a bench. <laughs> I mean, who, who's the guys on my bench? Bill Russell, Jerry West, LeBron, Pete Maravich, Kevin Durant, Dominique Wilkins, the most underrated guy ever, Dominique. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. well, I think I would have added Ray Allen. I think people oh, people right. forget about how good Ray Allen was. Um, you could add Larry Bird into that. I mean, there's so many, so many great, great players to to do that, and then. I mean, you could always put magic. I mean, you could put magic anywhere. So it's just, you know, one of those things. So uh, at four o'clock, the six uh, A rankings will be updated, and you'll mm-hmm. be number one again. So um, 
how do you manage this? I'll, I'll let you go after this because I know you got to figure out the rest of this weird day we've got <laughs> going on here. But but how do you manage uh, being number one? I mean, I, I know I see how Laura Montgomery does it year after year at Bixby with football, right? And I saw how David Alexander did it at Broken Arrow uh, when mm -hmm. they had a great year uh, in eighteen in football, and uh, you know. A lot of coaches try to not necessarily pour cold water on it, but downplay it, you know, and, mm -hmm. and, and not do a lot of celebrating about it or whatever. But right. when you guys were uh, that first week, you were number one. Did you allow them to, to have a good time with it a little bit? And then now, how do you manage the day to day of being the top ranked team in the state? Yeah, I mean, we really didn't talk about it. I think I've had different teams that have been number one over the course of, of my career. And it really depends on the team. Like some teams, you, you talk a lot about it because that's what they're about. And, you know, they really want that hype and all that. And then some of them, you kind of, you kind of just kind of downplay it. I, I think for us this year, we've kind of embraced it. Um, and, and the good part about the group that I have is they don't care. Like it's a number one seating, but how do we get better? And it's always about finding advantages and what's our advantages. And the one thing that I, that I talk about this group a lot um, when I talk about them is that this is probably the first group I've ever had where Connor Dow will say, hey, let's run this play for Jason Cook. Or Jason will say, let's run this for Ethan. Or Ethan will say, hey, let's get DJ involved. And, you know, in, in a world where everybody's about themselves, it's super refreshing to have a group that could care less who – who plays. I mean, Connor had six and four the last two games and we won and he was the happiest kid in the locker room. Like, and, you know, some of that was just how teams were playing, but we also had other guys that were hot and, and, and our team has understood like, hey, if if Justice has it going or Diego comes off the bench and gets going, we're just going to keep feeding him until he runs out. And so, you know, right now we're just kind of in the, hey, let's embrace it. And I told him even the last game at Sand Springs, and that's always a tough place to play is, Hey, if we're going to be number one, let's be number one. And and one of the one of the quotes I use with the guys like, if you're an elite player, then you need to bring somebody along with you. If you're so elite, you should help somebody else become better. Um, and so that's what I told them is like, if we're number one, let's stay number one and let's just keep keep building on that and and keep moving on from there. So we've kind of embraced it. We don't talk about it very much. Um, it's really not downplayed. It's just hey, here's where we are. Now let's stay there, and this is what we need to do to to, to continue to to keep that number one ranking. You no, know, uh, with most high school guys, you think, well, he will he will develop into a guy who can really help whatever college team he's going to. Connor right. Dow, Connor Dow could help Oklahoma State right now. Absolutely, oh no doubt. But he's he, what what do you list him at six six? He is he well, we had him at six six. He actually the last time he went to OSU, they measured him again. He's actually six seven because we knew early in the year that his growth plates were still open. So he may get to six seven and a half, may maybe six eight by the time he's done, but he is legit six seven with no shoes on. Yeah. So uh textbook mechanics on his three-point shot, quick release, high release. Mm -hmm. A lot of taller guys will shoot it from down here. And I'm like, you're giving up your, your, you're forfeiting your height advantage a little or your reach advantage a little bit with the lower release, but he's got a beautiful shot. He and Parker Fredrickson have beautiful uh, mechanics on their, on their 
uh, you know, longer shots. And, mm-hmm. and so I'll, we'll leave you on this. Provide for the Oklahoma State people a 30-second scouting report on what they can expect from Connor Dow. When he <laughs> I, I think he's a, he's a smart player. He understands what his strengths and what his weaknesses are. Um, I think he's a better athlete than what people probably give him credit for. He shoots the ball at a high level. Um, he, he's an extremely hard worker. He gets in the gym, shoots close to 900 shots a day right now is what he's shooting. Um, but, he, you know, I think the thing for him is he shoots it so deep. So now with the team that I think that Oklahoma State has where they've got a lot of guys that can drive and break you down um, and you have to help, now you're kicking out to a guy that can shoot three, four, five feet past that line and, and really give you another spark that, that can – that can help you win games because, you know, in this age, I mean, threes, threes are the great equalizer. So if you can make a couple of those, three or four of those every game, um, you know, that that's going to be that's going to be great. Obviously, he's got to continue to work on his foot speed and get stronger and all that other stuff. And the speed of the game is going to be different. And and you can't you can't simulate that. He just has to be in that situation. I talk to I talk to him about it all the time. It's like it's not something you can simulate. You just got to be there and you'll get better as that goes. But you know, he, he's he's a kid that high IQ that's that's going to make he's just a winner. So it's going to be fun to see, you know, we're going to hate when he's gone, but it's going to be fun to watch him play at the next level. A couple of games ago, I, I was in your gym and I got to say, though, he he. Uh, oh, it was your Owasso game and, mm-hmm. and you ran a play for him, maybe coming out of a timeout. Uh, but he uh, it was a lob play at the rim and he got way up. And I, yeah. was, I, I did not know he had that any quite <laughs> kind of hot. But uh, so he's a complete basketball athlete. He, I, I think great for OSU. All right, Bo. Well, I hope you're wrong, but I bet you're right about tomorrow night. I'm going to have another disruption. Uh, wasn't it last Tuesday, last week, that it got washed out? Yeah, we actually got to play. Rained out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and I'm glad that we played that game. It was against Bixby and we needed to play it. Um, but I know a lot of teams have scheduled like Union scheduled the Bartlesville game for Thursday of this week. So, you know, it's going to be hard to make up that game because you'd have to play it on a Saturday and to ask Union to play Thursday versus Bartlesville, Friday versus Booker T, Saturday versus Broken Arrow. You know, I don't think anybody really wants to wants to do that. They don't have to do that. Um, you know, that's how kids get injured and, and all, all those other things as well, playing those kind of games, you know, right now when you don't have to do it. It's not a state tournament type of type of deal. Right. Guys playing million, getting paid millions of dollars don't want to do that. So No, absolutely. All right, Bo. Well, I will, uh, I will see you later in the week, and I appreciate your time very much. Very appreciate much. you ha- having me on, man. Appreciate it. All right. See you soon. Take care.